0: Oh hopefully you can hear us. Um, this is the down this way is Liam on my screen now. Hi, I'm Steve, otherwise known as the Grim Beard and the Bingle Bang Bang. Good afternoon. How are you Liam? Well I'm alright, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm just Nice to have a
0: fresh notebook. Ooh, a fresh notebook. It's, mm. it's a thing of legend in the in the writer circles
1: <laughs> well you know when i've got this many um nice notebooks i want to actually be able to use them mm.
0: and what a better way to use them in a fresh game of Dunder! and duh. Um, mm. it's one of those wonderful things where you get to go oh i'll have a notebook for a character and then suddenly you have 18 notepads that sit waiting for your friends to have a a celestial meeting again Um, which we don't understand because we're lucky over at 16 candle keeps but uh, yes 100% we we don't have to wait months in advance to find out who's going to be dying next session Mm -hmm. anyway um, hello dear viewers how are we all drop in the chat if you want to say hi and do your usual things. I'm not going to scare you off and call you out by name, as suggested by most Twitch websites that say, engage with your audience, talk to them. I won't call you out by name, but I'm staring at you. Um, Anyway, I'm not allowed to lead these things. (laughs) So, uh, let's just jump into this. Welcome to uh, 16 Candlekeep Stories. This week, Dorian Rook. Um, Liam, this is uh, something that we haven't spoke about in about a month, because uh, we had... The first yeah. one, we talked about both of us, and then last session, um, don't call me out by name, has been said by a random chatter. I can't use your name, you just asked me to. But thank you for joining us. Um, um, anyway. Um, yes, it's been a month since we've uh, spoke about uh, the... Uh, how am I meant to talk to... Which name <laughs> am I not allowed to call? Am I allowed to call you by the, the owl name, or the, the, the baby name, or...
1: You, you, you can call me by my by my Twitch handle because it's on the screen, isn't it? So it's fine.
0: <sighs> I'm glad that we're already having escapades into whose character's going to die next session. Uh, anyway, um, we haven't even got a campaign Thanks, yet. <laughs> anyway, buddy. Um, anyway, more on that later. Um, but uh, yes, uh, let's let's talk a bit about what we're planning to do here. So last time we were talking about uh, Varagoff and my mind flare madness. Um, what sort of things do you want to say before jumping into the session? Are there any uh, fancy things you want to chat about about what you had planned for this character? Um, I I really.
1: My only real intention is to just try and make a new vampire character that isn't just, you know, Strahd. Strad. <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, if we're
1: being entirely honest, I was um.
0: I was saying this with Emma the other day about how it's it's a very brave move to go. I'm going to make a new vampire. It's like there's a ma- It's a bit like going. I'm going to I'm going to make a new footballer and um, in specifically let's go for that in Brazil. And you go yeah. So Pele is the first name that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Football is on the brain of everyone this week because of. Uh, the fact that it may be or may not be coming home apparently
1: it may um, or may not in fact be traveling it, somewhere homeward bound
0: it, it it's confused it got lost on the a4 um i'm now scanning around and going oh no did i plug my laptop in let's pull wires whilst we whilst we chat oh oh i was i was charging me apparently whoops um anyway that's sorted um yes um so yes for anyone who is here who hasn't seen the last one of this or like seen any of the prologue before we did our chat we are looking into making background or like looking at the 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 rise to power of villains in D&D um last time we ran a chapter of my stupid mind flayer um that is, oh, it was lovely it, it was wonderfully led I thank you for your service <laughs> uh, and I, I'm sure that um, that all lozenge companies will benefit completely from that campaign moving forward <laughs> yeah, because everyone talks like this um, anyway. but this session uh, we're going to be looking at uh, Dorian Rook uh, the lovely character that has been uh, designed and slowly but surely tortured by the initial information given to me by the bingle bang bang um so yeah, uh, we're going to be doing a couple of sessions of these. Uh we're in uh, we're um jumping from one to another each of a week so it's bi-monthly, I think is the phrase. Every fortnight there's a new episode and we jump from uh when the DM is on it will be uh, on their channel and we'll be playing for the other one's character. So as you can see we're on Grimness Singebeard. This is for the game led for Dorian or for the Big Bang Bang Next time we'll be on the Bingle Bang Bang, and we'll be DMing for me playing the Mind Flare. You get to follow it if you follow the schedules, or follow and subscribe where you can. Um, anyway, um, let's get into this. Let's just jump into this madness. Um, I think... Oh, yeah. Firstly, let's, let's kind of uh, introduce the character themselves. Uh, so, Liam, would you like to tell us a bit about Dorian?
1: Um, do we want to go through the whole backstory or are we going to be covering part of that
0: it's up to you how much you want to reveal um, just before we jump in I must remember I'll be using tabletop audio as our background music um, if you want to go check out tabletop audio it's a free to use uh, as long as you're not being cheeky with it um, Subscription? there's no subscription to it you can donate and pay for uh, get them a coffee and such like that but it's a free to use online source to uh, use sound pads that will uh, make a beautiful uh, visage of sound around the background of your games Um, lovely story of it is basically a dad who used to run I think he still does actually, runs games for two of his kids and uh, one of the things that he really enjoys is making the scene out of sound because sometimes you can't have a physical like diorama in front of you and it's such a lovely thing that he made for his kids and now you can use it as well so um yeah go check out tabletopaudio.com and uh please uh liam uh as i say you are welcome to uh, to talk as much or as little about dorian as you're willing to share um i will happily just cover whatever we don't say um later on if it's missed Mm-mm.
1: uh so um he was a he was a a tailor as uh well i've gone for a. Nice, fancy shirt today. Um, yep. There's as much character-like costuming as you can expect from this series. Please don't expect too much. If you want to see more costumes, then come along to D&D on Saturday the 14th of August.
0: <laughs> Beautifully plugged. Beautifully.
1: Yep. Uh, there'll be more on that later on. Um, but yes, so uh, Dorian was a was a tailor. Um he was uh engaged to be wed to uh Iris. Um and the two of them didn't exactly like the 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 tailors wasn't theirs. They learnt their craft and uh the the shop was sort of passed on to them. Um you know, they were they were doing alright. And then one day, uh a visiting Lord shows up and uh, he's after some clothes for his own wedding. Um, his bride is unable to visit the shop because she is very ill uh, so Iris being the wonderful kind soul that she is decides she'll, uh, she'll pay a house visit and uh, get this lady measured up and get her all prepped and uh, sorted for their wedding unfortunately she never returns um dorian hired a group of adventurers to go and check the roads and check along the way in case you know she had been attacked on her journey to this house and when they returned they explained that uh, she had become a vampire uh, so they did the only good and humane thing that they could do, uh, and they murdered her. So Dorian goes to the house uh, to find his love and give her a proper burial. Pay his respect, and really just to see her one last time. And that is as much information as I sort of have in his backstory. Excellent.
0: And so, um, just also, before we jump into this properly, um, we have also agreed to make these setting neutral. So for those uh, that are expecting to go in and go, oh, this is going to be a game in the Faerun setting, or um, if ever we want to cheer Liam up uh, Darksun, um, but it's not happening, I'm sorry... Uh, you're gonna have to stick with greyhawk as i've made already um I've, <laughs> uh, unfortunately i'm not smart enough um but yes uh, we're going for setting neutral so if you're expecting to hear anything um that can be used in um context in line with like the sword coast i apologize uh we've gone away from that however they are uh with this one and with the other one they are easy enough to place in a in a realm that you might know if you want to uh, take any of this information and go, oh, that's an interesting idea for a, a settlement or this sort of thing. By all means, d d is made from content creators, and I'm glad that sometimes people can read it and go, that's an interesting way of looking at that. Anyway, so, I will read a little bit of blurb now. Um, so we start our tale in the small town of Revelry in the middle of a vast forest. None of the townsfolk of Revelry know what the rest of the world looks like because they've never wanted for anything. Sure, mummers and players will come through telling stories from places beyond the trees and even this thing known as the ocean, but it's scoffed at more than praised. The town is resided over the land baron, Lord Halsior Barrow, a large man with liver spots on his face and ruddy to a tee. He despises outsiders and, as such, helps keep revelry the way it likes to be. The town has amenities like any other, a blacksmith's, a butcher, a bakery, etc. Although, all of which seems to be working on the principle of moving the same few coins around the town and always seems to have enough to spare. The tailor, however, has been closed for the last few weeks after an unfortunate event involving one of the proprietors... Suddenly disappearing. We start with my uh, with my most nasty of starts. May I have a Constitution saving throw from you, please, Dorian? Oh wow! (laughs) We're starting as we mean to go on.
1: Straight off the bat, huh? Okay. Um. First roll of the
0: character. (laughs)
1: Uh, Am I to take my 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 CR threes?
0: Uh,
1: on this or okay cool fine wanted to double check to see if i had to take some kind of a human one no i mean that's a pretty good start i cannot argue with that uh that would be uh a 20 unnatural nice
0: so dorian you as we have already um heard have gone off into the you've quite bravely in some eyes and quite stupidly in others gone out of the surrounding kind of uh, area of the town which is known as kind of like the safe area where um, the local kind of like sheriff if you want for uh, for, for a, no kind of like role is needed in a town guard here but there's kind of like a, a, a almost a, a, a defunct role that sits just in case someone acts out a little bit um, but you have gone past the, bar- the barrier that has been set up around the town and headed off to find this, uh, this visiting lord's home and also to find uh, your beloved's uh, body to lay it to rest properly. And on seeing the site, you, were f- you flew into a rage and headed back to town to report it in the only way such a person as yourself could. You, you have a town sheriff this is the perfect person to speak to about this and get the right people sorted in the way they should be. However, your night's return does not go to plan, as you feel woozy after um, feeling almost like a nick against your neck um, as you as you walk back in quite a, a heated uh, kind of power walk back to the edge of town. And you awake several hours later to the sound of a whisper in your ear. You just hear this very gentle, Dorian, Dorian, and your eyes slowly raise and you're, you're peering out into what feels like, as you look around gently, it uh, feels like twilight, early morning. You can hear the sound of, uh, of, of chickens around you uh, clucking as they go around that early morning. Um, you feel your throat, both inside and outside, feel rough. It's like something has rubbed again maybe it's your scarf or it's uh with with the uh, the sweat built up on the walk um you have quite fine clover clothing so it can't be anything of bad design however it does feel like the sweat is built up and rubbed against your neck and you have a parched first that you cannot seem to slake so you've pad around near you in the darkness uh, and find what feels like the plump squeeze of a water skin and drink heartily from the warm wine that sits in within and then it dawns upon you that you've never owned a water skin and as your eyes adjust to the small light of the early hours you take in the horror around you your white undershirt is soaked red surely from the wine and your trousers are ripped to shreds There are bramble scratches up, and your calves and your shoes are missing. As you start to take in the rest of the scene, you recognise from the signage off in the distance, you're on Old Crow Farm on the outskirts of town, and then you see the water skin. However, this water skin is not anything so bland. It is a decapitated chicken its shocked eyes look up to you from as you unclench your other hand and see it still clenched in your fist. What do you do?
1: Uh, hmm. Hell. Gonna put that down and then just probably just start to gently clean off my hands.
0: Excellent. Um, you wander over. You can see, as you're on a farm, it's quite easy to find a water source. There is a, a kind of a, a small well over to one area which is next to like, the troughs where the pigs and the cows would drink. Uh, and you start to pull up a, a pail and start washing yourself down. It, it seems to come off fairly easy. Um, your shirt is going to be quite Quite hard to salvage though.
1: Um Well, this is new. Um is there anyone around?
0: Um looking out towards the building that would be the farmhouse itself you can see that there's no lights on at the moment you are aware that the farmers of old crow farm would be quite early risers so it might be that you're just before their start time uh, you haven't heard the call of the cockerel on the farm um and you would already know that you weren't uh you had not decapitated it yet so don't worry that hasn't stopped that either um um but yes you are looking around and it's Just as you can see off to the uh, the east, that the sun is starting to rise, you can see like the the brief blip of it on the horizon. And as you look, your eyes sting. It's almost like you've spent uh, like when you've had your larger orders for like the summer fate or a wedding of some sort, and you've had quite a long time in candlelight. When you hit that that natural sunlight later, it stings your eyes as your your eyes are very tired at the moment. But you've slept, so you can't seem to work out why.
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess something's coming up. Um, we don't really want to be around here when people are going to start to wake up. Um, Don't know why I'm not enjoying the sun, so let's try and head home.
0: Okay. Um, Can you make a stealth check with advantage for me, please? Lovely. Just because nobody knows you're here and um, you're, you're trying to leave just before anyone spots you sort of thing.
1: Uh, That would be... Oh, wow, we got a plus four to still. Um, So that is 16.
0: 16. Lovely. Um, You managed to trudge back um, along the dirt track towards town um, fairly easy. Uh, There is no uh, sign of people that you can see as you wander uh, out onto the dirt track that leads up to Old Crone Farm. Um, But as you start to head back towards town itself... There's only one way you know of getting in through the main gate. Um, so as you get there, you take a moment to focus and see: is there a, is there a town crier on the on the gate? Doesn't seem to be anyone here, as nobody really expects any visitors anyway. Um, and you head back towards your uh, your house that is also the tailors of the town. when you get home, what would you be doing?
1: Uh, Well, the first thing I would be doing is getting rid of this bloody clothing.
0: Excellent. So you're heading in and as you get back, it's only about a 30 minute walk from Old Crow Crow Farm to your home but as you get there, there is almost like a... uh, it's like a, a gradual sunburn is coming up on the back of your neck as the sun slowly rising on on behind you and you can feel this very awkward sensation of your skin doesn't feel like it's fitting it feels tight and very very dry and as the sun rises more and more you start to feel very awkward Um, I know that um, with a vampire spawn you would be taking damage in direct sunlight but as it's only uh, sunlight as it is rising and it hasn't been full uh like sun out in the sky yet yeah, i'm gonna go if you don't take the damage of it but you're starting to feel those sensations um that unfortunately dorian himself wouldn't know what to call yet but uh for, for mechanics um yes um you are currently um starting to feel the effects of your uh, of your spawn ship uh, kicking in um why nobody wants to subscribe to certain places Um, (laughs) we we don't need this sort of weirdness Uh, anyway so you you manage to get yourself cleaned up Um, you start to realize as you uh, clean up and you you get new fresh clothing on um, that you have not put the sign back up um, as you enter the door, you've knocked over a sign that was placed uh, outside the uh, outside the door saying that the tailor's is currently closed for business and will be returning shortly. Um, would you want to put that back up? Or would you be going about your normal day now that you're back?
1: Um... Probably not. Uh, not going about a normal day at this point. Okay. Um... Let's find something else to drink.
0: Excellent. Um, so, your first port of call is to go to the kitchen and try to get yourself some water, as is one of the best hydrations ever. Everyone who needs a quick hydrate check, do it now. Um, you don't have to spend bits on this one. Well, (laughs) uh, (laughs) um... But, um... Yes, uh, you head down to the kitchen... uh, get yourself some water you've got a fresh set of clothing on you're feeling better for the uh, for the simple act of putting fresh clothing on but again that still kind of faint sense of tightness around every part of you is still there Um, you drink your throat kind of has that thing of you know when you've done quite a large amount of exertion and you take that first drink and it almost it, it wets the surface but then it immediately feels like you need to drink again it's kind of like that, you're constantly feeling that need to drink again but it doesn't seem to s- slight the first
1: I mean, there's only so much that you can really drink Um so we've tried the water situation. Mm-hmm. they would have had too much in the way of fine wine, so just a little something.
0: I do apologise, I think my internet dropped a second there. So we're looking to find some wine in the in the um, in in the the stock cupboard
1: that yeah.
0: you have. Okay, not a problem. Um, Right, so you head uh, yeah. into the pantry, um, moving away from the the sink. Uh, get some wine, and it seems to it seems to be a bit more um, kind of gratifying as you drink. You're not sure what it is about the wine itself, but you take a, a, a cup uh, and drink, uh, knock it back, and it seems to take it off the edge almost.
1: Um and then I guess maybe just rubbing his neck and seeing, you know, with that that warmth that he had from the sun. Mm. Checking out himself over, seeing if he's alright.
0: Yeah. Um would uh would Dorin be a pale complexion or would he um would he have a, a fair tan on him himself?
1: Um I'd say that he probably would have had uh, somewhat of a tan, just working in a shop with big old windows, hmm. um, probably in sunlight quite a lot, to try and actually get the work done, rather than over yeah. candlelight.
0: Yeah, so um, you you are used to that kind of like because unfortunately in DD and we're, we're kind of more medieval um, so we don't have the luxury of uh, SPF 40 and all that um, so you do have uh, you're used to when you've been sat and especially next to a window that kind of magnification of sun ray against you and you've had that light burn before and you check over yourself you can't see any red patches other than like a slight as you start to look over your arms you can see on your forearm there's still kind of like a slight kind of staining from your evening's uh, exertions we will call it Um, but uh, no sign of burning at least Um, you're not really sure why or what's going on uh, but uh, it seems to be um, it seems to be almost like it's internal this feeling Um, and
1: then after that it's a tough one I imagine at this point it's probably best to try and find the sheriff ignoring any information about you know what he's been up to on the farm just yeah
0: okay. Um, as you so we'll say at this point it's about for kind of like a time scale sort of thing it's about 6 7 in the morning now um, as unfortunately with the joys of uh, d d we work off sunlight rather than off a clock and even then clocks can be out. Um, so you're about 6, 7 in the morning and the sun is starting to rise and as you walk towards the door um, you have your, I imagine uh, with your tailors you have this kind of like beautiful bay window with the display of your current works um, and as you get there through the kind of like almost curtained uh, area where you kind of, when you're showing you're closed you can see in a break of it the sunlight comes through and as you walk your arm catches the ray of sunlight through it and it feels like someone has just slashed you with a blade and you immediately wince and step back um, as you head towards the door
1: Um. Now, How much would he know about vampires
0: um, I think this is more on on a character level rather than a role at this point. How how yeah. as Dorian, do you reckon he would know about like that sort of thing?
1: I mean, he'll know given what the adventurers said and that that they existed. And he'll know from going there that uh, that that's what the thing was. Um. I think he might vaguely know that they don't like sunlight. Yeah. I wouldn't think that he would know. Oh well, obviously this is a this is a weakness though.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I think, uh, as I say, I don't want to make a roll on this one because it's kind of more a. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's more of a like a, a background in terms of something. I will now say there is a bit of a rumor uh, in the in the town of Revelry that. Lord Helsier and his kin are werewolves. So you are used to the stories of kind of the supernatural, the bogeyman, the kind of these th- and also in a D&D setting, there is that, especially with the mummers and the players that have come through showing stories of these famous characters across the lands, uh, some from completely different, very um, faraway lands, and some apparently on the same continent as yourself. But all of them seem to have those kind of mysterious airs to them that sound like they've been pulled straight out of a novel. Um, so you, I would say, yeah, Dorian would know at least like the basic kind of garlic is a good thing and that sort of uh, kind of storyline, if you will. Um. So yeah, um, with that and with the information of your your arm burning, what would Dorian do in this situation?
1: Um, I think now he would want to go and check himself over, um, A, see if he has a reflection in a mirror.
0: <laughs> now, here's a fun thing, because I, um, I haven't read over the vampire spawn in a while, uh, so I read over bits, uh, earlier, but as you walk upstairs again, and you didn't pay attention as you were dressing, um in my mind how I like to play this bit um, as you walk up to the mirror and you kind of now actually taking in what you're seeing, you see this very weird moment where it's almost like there's a f- fog or a dust over the mirror because you look very faint. It's almost like there's some form of you if we wanted to get a very uh, kind of novel uh, idea of it, it's almost like there's a version of yourself that's still there but your mind is kind of playing tricks on you at the moment and the Sun is being a bit weird with you. You're not really comfortable in your body at the moment, so maybe it's just a trick of the light. But you're sure you're looking at yourself and it's hard to see yourself in the mirror.
1: Um, I think at this point he would probably freak out and throw something at it.
0: Excellent. You just panicking take it back and uh, take a deep breath in, almost aghast, and then as you do, you grab like a candle uh, stick off the side and throw it and it shatters, and just as you shatter uh, there's a a brief moment. Could you make a um, wisdom saving throw for me, please? Oh. Getting fun things. (laughs)
1: Oh. Oh. Yeah, that's a five,
0: five. You definitely see it then, um, as you throw the candlestick and it smashes, in the, sh- the shards of mirror kind of some of it drop immediately to the ground. It kind of almost explodes out of the frame and starts to scatter across the floor in front of you. But there's two pieces that sit in the top right corner. Um, so as you saw this flash of uh, an image on th- on the two shards of mirror, you see your own face in the top left one, and in the top r- in the bottom right. You can see the kind of, the, it's almost like your face have been merged together in that kind of face-off poster from the kids old enough to remember that film. Um, but you can see the face of the Lord that came and visited and took your wife-to-be off to measure his, uh, his own lady's uh, dress. And it seemed to be the start of all these problems.
1: I I clearly see him, or I at least believe that I see him.
0: You clearly see in that moment, as I say, the the bottom right corner of of your face is now his. It's more hallowed, it's very pale-skinned. There is a scar that was very visible when you first met him uh, that sits across the cheek. And it almost, as it meets the uh, the moment where the two shards of the mirror meet, it cuts off to your own chin uh, and cheek, sorry, um, and then you take a moment and blink, and it's gone. It's just a very refracted version of your own faded visage on the mirror. Almost serendipitously, you can hear what sounds like the crack of thunder outside, um, and a gentle rain starts to fall on the uh, on the sides of the building, and as it does, you can also hear the calls of someone outside your building. Uh, it sounds like they're not calling up to yourself. You can hear what sounds like there's been there's been an incident. Um, as the the sunlight that you can see from through your kind of like sh- shutters on your bedroom window starts to grow dark and an overclouding of the sky starts to fall and you can hear what sounds like a small congregation of people starting to meet up uh, further down the road
1: Um, are they close enough that if I was to get up to the window I would be able to hear
0: Uh, make a perception check for me Um, uh,
1: that's not great uh, that is a 7 so that is a no
0: so you can hear the hustle and bustle of people slowly who are starting to get up and start to get ready for their own days um, you can hear as they slowly kind of eject themselves from their buildings and start to come out into the thoroughfare that is kind of the main street of uh, revelry and you can as you kind of step forward and you have a moment of kind of bracing yourself because you're stepping towards where there is a st- like a break in the slats that cover your your windows uh there is a moment of panic as you get closer and you're waiting for another burning sensation but luckily the overcasting of it means there is no uh there's no sunlight coming through any longer and you can just make out the sounds of people go you can hear kind of like the murmuring of people you know what's going on what is it and as you kind of take a moment and peek through uh you can see that there is a collection of people around this kind of there's a, a plinth in the middle of the town where the town mayor or the lord uh, the land baron uh, lord helstier will come and make speeches to the town at large And you can see that one of the farmers from Old Crow Farm is currently stood on the plinth and is holding up a bag which seems to be soaked red at the bottom. And he's shaking it, and you can see that he's very aggressively shouting out to the group uh, that started to mill around him, but there doesn't seem to be uh, much that you can pick up in his voice. Uh.
1: So, now would be a good time to destroy the bloody clothing.
0: Okay. How would you go about that? Um.
1: Do I have a fire going? Probably not I haven't been there for a couple of days
0: Yeah, I'd say you, you currently you, your half is empty at the moment but you would, especially I'd say um, with the little we know of Dorian I feel like uh, we already know he's a very um, organised gentleman and seems to have things prim and proper uh, from the off so he would have firewood ready um, it'd just be a case of you'd need to set a fire in the half to then add these clothes to
1: yeah, let's um, let's let a fire in there, and then as that is starting, um, begin to cut up the clothing into smaller strips.
0: Okay, you are an expert with uh, Taylor's uh, equipment, so you are, it's no uh, like problem as you sit, you pull out your 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 scissors and you start to cut it up into bits. You follow along the lines where it's best to cut them in such a way that you can't tell. If they are actual parts of garment, or if it's just spare scraps that have been cut off, um, and you start to cut it up and throwing it onto the fire as it as it burns into a blaze, um, it is with the weather of the last few days, it's not a shock to anyone that there might be a fire in the building, um, especially as it's been quite cool, um, so there is no kind of like suspicion that's raised from the fact you're currently uh, starting a fire. Um, you can hear that the the group outside is continuing, and there seems to be a, uh, a, a almost like a lull starts to fall as you finish the last of the shirt, uh, throwing it onto the fire. Um, you're not sure why there's a lull, but there does seem to be a general murmuring still, so they're still out there, to your knowledge.
1: Go and ch- check on them again.
0: Okay, so you head over to the window, and this time, as you look out you can see joining them on on the kind of stage area or the plinth you can see the blacksmith Um, now the blacksmith is a very hairy uh, big thick black hair that's pulled back into a a ponytail Um, very curly wavy hair massive beard almost like um, brian blessed meets kind of like your typical roadie Um, very thick set uh, wearing his black brown apron uh, he steps up onto the uh, onto the stage with the farmer uh, and starts to kind of wave his hand down to kind of calm the group uh, and seems to have a murmured conversation with the farmer. Um, you would also know, just for uh, knowledge of this, uh, the blacksmith is the kind of like... Because of the land baron, he's not the ruler or the mayor as such, but he's kind of like the general speaker for the town when there's moments where... Halseor and the town need to speak about certain things. Um, let me just pull up his name for you that I have. Uh, Gregor Soot is his name. So you would know uh, Gregor to be kind of Good like... I, I, I thought I'd give him one of those kind of like Jon Snow mm-hmm. sort of names. <laughs> um, yep. he, he works in Blacksmith, he can be called Soot. Um, but yes, you would, you would know he's kind of... Um, he's a very matter of fact gentleman. He's he doesn't seem to like you much um, and seems to think that your job as you do a lot of finery and very um, kind of like detail oriented stuff whereas he's is very, he doesn't really do much other than horseshoes at the moment because there's never really need for much armour or anything like that, it's just fixing up whatever people, there. there are the rare travellers that come through that he'll fix up for but he doesn't do a lot other than kind of the horseshoes the nails sort of thing
1: Hmm. I mean How overcast is it at the minute?
0: As you look up into the sky you can see a very tumultuous storm starting to move in from the west it seems to be uh, taking up quite a lot of the sky and moving quite quickly Um, it looks like in the next hour or so, there's going to be not a sign of sunlight anywhere. It's going to be quite a dark day.
1: I guess morbid curiosity gets the better of me. Um, so yeah, let's let's step outside. and
0: Okay. Um, just, would, would you just be in like a, yeah. a jacket and such like that? No cloak or anything covering you?
1: Yeah. No. No. No cloak.
0: Okay. So you step out, and again, this light rain has started to fall, and it's it's nothing, it's not a kind of like a rain where you're having to go. Oh God, I need to get some coverage anyway. Uh, It's just a very gentle kind of patter, um, and as you walk up closer and closer to the group, you can now start to hear that Gregor started to uh, turn and kind of um, address the audience at large. Um, As you hear, listen, there's nothing to worry about. There's been some sort of fox or something's got into the chicken coops. So it's not a problem. It happens all the time. We've It's been a very quiet summer, so we've not had to worry much about anything going missing. It's nothing to worry about. Everyone needs to calm down. I'll go have a chat with Halsey if it makes you happy. But if we're honest, we're just going to be wasting the bloke's time. Let's just get on with the day. Get on with life. There's nothing to worry about. And you can kind of see at the back of the group as you're coming up, uh, there's a couple of like elderly uh, folk who don't seem to do much around town anyway, uh, are kind of clucking at this and going, oh, we have we should have been looked after more, or what if it isn't more than just a fox? Um, and there's very much a kind of like 50-50 response to it as you come up to the group. Uh, seems there's a lot of people seem to nod and agree and a couple of people that you're noticing who are just kind of throwing their hands up in kind of despair almost like this is a waste of time either way um, and he, uh, as, as you're coming back up uh, Gregor turns and returns to the farmer uh, having a chat on the stage itself um, what would you like to do? You're currently, as just for that context, you're currently out in the open, there's no sunlight hitting you, and you seem to be, with the coverage as you look up and you look around to the east, there is that kind of brief glimpse, but it seems to be very overcast and dark at the moment. Um.
1: Now, I think it's the top one really. Either go back in and just soak away, or use this as the opportunity to get revenge. I think revenge is the more fun option.
0: Revenge is a dish best served after having a bit of a panic in your house.
1: (laughs) Um, And so he would say the adventurers that I hired to find Iris reported she had been turned into a vampire
0: as you kind of call out this into the group uh, the, the small there's about 30 or 40 people here that have congregated now uh, and it looks to be the main people of the town itself um, they all at one turn around and the two on the stage area uh, turn to look at you as well and Gregor just kind of scoffs for a moment and looks at you Ah, Taylor, you've returned. Fantastic. I apologise about your, uh, your fine wife-to-be, but at the same time, we don't need more hearsay and circumstance being pouted around. If you have a problem, go speak with the sheriff. We cannot take one man's word against another at the moment without viable evidence.
1: Believe this is extra evidence that there is an unholy creature skulking around.
0: And as you say this, the, that group of elderly folk that are near the back kind of turn to you and nod and start to kind of like almost move around in a, almost like a posse fashion. Like you you can see that the the, the group Excellent. around you are starting to divide in that kind of like group who believe and group who aren't. Um, and as you as you do, um, you hear one of them kind of almost build up the courage themselves, you hear, yeah, this is all good from the bloody werewolf. um To which the entire group that have moved onto your side start cackling, um, and Gregor doesn't seem to take this very well, as he kind of throws down the bag onto the uh, onto the the, the stage. And goes, now listen, I am honest in my intent here. I do not want any person being tried or having any responsibility in an innocent person's kind of exile from revelry just because let's be honest the fancy of a man who is unfortunate and having to deal with grief in a moment of also having to deal with just the the day-to-day of adventure in life unfortunately we know what these people are like there's a reason we call them rat catchers not heroes now please, I apologize, Dorian, you need to speak through the proper channels if you want to raise this. We're not doing this as a hangman's court. And he slowly starts to move away from the from the farmer and starts to head back towards the blacksmith, almost thinking this is this is it done. He has no problem to deal with now.
1: Uh, let's go to the sheriff
0: excellent so as there is a moment where everyone in that kind of like schoolyard fashion there's kind of like a wait to see if there's going to be a back and forth Uh, and as Gregor starts to walk away and you kind of show sign of uh, checking where the group is and then starting to look for the sheriff themselves uh, the group starts to disperse back into their own fashion Um, you start to hunt around trying to find them, can you make an investigation check for me please?
1: Uh... Seventeen.
0: Seventeen. It's fairly easy to find uh, the sheriff. Uh, You find uh, the as you walk around, start to look around for the usual route that she would walk. Um, You start to you realise that it's about the normal time she would have her morning walk. Anyway, you come up on Justinia as she is walking along the kind of like the the back alley area around the back of the shops and the uh, the kind of like the. Almost like the alley area where all the 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 shipments and such go in and out for each of the businesses on the uh, the main town run. Um, Justinia is a half elf. Uh, she is fairly short uh, because she has uh, gnomish blood. Um, she is blonde with very uh, kind of I think appleish kind of features if you will very uh, plump and round uh, in her facial features uh, with kind of like a nice kind of hazelish tan Um, as you can hear kind of the gentle clink of her armour she seems to always walk around in the very boring town of revelry in full plate armour just in case Um, you come up behind her and she takes a moment and stops and turns in a very aggressive manner and then immediately Kind of deflates as she realises it's just a another local coming up. Yeah. Morning, Dorian. How may I help today? How would I again? I'm so sorry about Iris. Uh, did you manage to? Um, I know you went out to uh, uh, bury the, the the body. Did you manage to? Uh, did you manage to 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 complete your task?
1: I. Was not able to.
0: No, it was was there. We can. We honestly, Dorian. This is not a task you need to do. I can get some of the lads to go up and dig the the grave, and we'll we'll do a nice service. We'll 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 leave a marker for her. Is there anything we can do?
1: I believe that the area needs investigating
0: oh what, what What makes you think this please
1: after the people that I hired went to find her they reported that she had become a vampire.
0: And she kind of takes a step back and gasps at this.
1: A fact that I did not want to believe. But after turning up at the home of Lamparouche, I believe that is entirely the case
0: and she's already started to take a, a small pad out and start to, to scratch down information as you're as you're saying this so, okay Lampa Rouge is it's it's the traveling there was was that the the, the, the playwright that came through recently or
1: was getting married.
0: Apologies, my internet dropped out there again. Sorry, could you just repeat that last line for me?
1: Yep. Uh, He was a lord that was getting married. He is the only reason that Iris ever left here.
0: Okay. Um, And whereabouts... I do apologise. It's not a name that has been brought to my attention. Whereabouts was he... uh, do, do, Do you have like a directions at all to this uh, wherever he's staying is he staying in the tavern or is he outside uh th- obviously he wouldn't be staying with 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 uh with barrow he doesn't seem to whereabouts was the body found
1: in a house on the just outside of town
0: that's not been any call to construction in months Darian I can't imagine where this We'd... did you get the east road out or did you take the, uh, the the west that is a good question this would be the east road sorry just because you were coming back in as the sun was yeah. rising sorry that was my
1: fault um, no 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 it's fine I'm just trying to remember back that far <laughs> um uh, Yeah, the the East Road.
0: And how far would you have travelled? This is completely up to you in this one. Um, How how many days travel up the East Road were you walking before you found the building?
1: Um, It can't have been too long. Must have been uh, less than two days.
0: I'll um I'll send one of the lads out to uh to investigate don't please go rest you you you've had enough bad news to to add to it with this nonsense of uh, obviously I've already heard the 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 cat calling uh, by uh, the the blacksmith. We don't need any more of that and we don't need to add any more to your woes. I'll send one of the lads out. We'll look into it and we'll get this so- sorted for you. If we can find any of them, uh, the of uh, uh, these so-called adventurers, as they seem to be spouting, we'll we'll bring them in for questioning, and we'll get this sorted. But honestly, this is this is nothing you need to concern yourself with anymore, Dorian. You've had enough. Uh,
1: he'll just walk away, just pondering. Won't even say goodbye or thank you or anything. Just.
0: And you hear the gentle clink of the armor as she walks off in the other direction. After a moment, but there was a house, and you do remember a house. It is what for for this part. Well, how what would uh, Dorian do for the rest of the day um, with uh, with the fr- the free time of having the shop closed and. Uh, with the rain coming in, there won't be much uh, in terms of people coming in anyway. Um, What would Dorian spend his day doing?
1: Probably just sitting um, checking out the windows to see if anyone was coming for him, if anyone was going out to investigate
0: Okay. Um make... just
1: paranoia creeping in really I guess.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, make a I reckon uh, perception check would be the best one for this one. Uh yeah,
1: seven.
0: Seven? Uh, Lovely. So you spend most of the day, as you say, sitting, reading, um, just pottering around the house, and occasionally you'll go over towards one of the windows, be it upstairs or if you're down in the shop area itself, giving a general tidy and going over your stock, just keeping yourself busy. Um, You every now and then go to the window and you check outside to see if you can spot anything. And it's around about six or seven in the evening as you start to just wrap up and go realise you haven't eaten and that hunger starts to creep back up in your stomach again uh, following that kind of like thirst that you'd already felt this morning you feel this very gentle kind of pang of hunger kicking in but it's just around now um, you notice two people wandering past that seem to be going in a way that doesn't seem usual to the town's kind of Uh, rhythms if you will the first of which is Gregor he seems to be heading up the east road past your shop um, and seems to be heading towards as you can see quite you're on the outskirts of town so you can see the entrance to the town itself on the east road and you see him exiting curiosity seems to keep you uh, from going at the moment but then about 20 minutes later one of the adventurers that you saw follows it's a very um, seems to be a very kind of heavy uh, armoured hooded figure um, you could you could tell when you met because you were the one who had um, hired them to go check this in the first place it was one of the ones that didn't speak much but had a very obvious kind of uh, figure uh, with the fact that the, there was a sloop uh, like a stoop in one shoulder um, the, sh- the, the cloak was very opulent and had uh, like filigree kind of designs running up and down it and you immediately spot it and recognise it um, you would know that they were quite f- from what you did see when they brought their hood down they were very um, haggard and tired looking in their facial features uh, lank, kind of sweaty hair uh, greyed and mottled a very scraggly beard uh, quite um, almost tired looking in, in every aspect um, but you uh, you see that they start to walk up the east road in the same direction as Gregor
1: um, I guess at this point grabbing some kind of a uh A cloak, like a travelling cloak, Hmm. and then going after them to see where they're going.
0: Okay. Um, Would you be trying to do this stealthily, or would this be uh, just a...
1: Yeah, let's go with stealthily.
0: Excellent. Let's roll a stealth check with advantage again, please. Uh,
1: that is... Uh, 16.
0: Excellent. So as you uh, as you start to uh, come out into the, uh, the the tree line that surrounds Revelry as well, you start to hear the, the gentle sounds of uh, the, the forest at life. Uh, it seems to be quite relaxed and calmed. And you keep a fair bit of distance behind, but you still keep them just so you can see them uh, ahead. And you can see that at one point um, the two of them seem to meet up and then dart off the track. Uh, into the tree line itself, uh, down what you would have already known to be one of the old, like, loggers' paths that seem to spread off the uh, the main track here. Um, as they do, one of them lights a lantern and you can see, like, this dim glow around the two of them as they head further into the, uh, into the tree line.
1: following
0: keep stealthing okay so you using the tree line to your advantage and the wind that's starting to pick up and the rain starts to get a bit heavier as you're as uh, as you as you're uh, starting to travel through the mud kind of slick underneath you is a slight squelching but then again as I say the wind starts to pick up underneath you uh, as well and covers your sound of, of travel and as you follow them through you can see there is a, a clearing coming up uh, where there would have once been uh, one of the logging sites set up Uh, and has been disbanded since uh, not needing uh, a supply of wood recently. Um, You can see that three figures, the two that had joined, that had followed up, Gregor and this hero, meet a third figure that immediately starts to trigger kind of like voices in the back of your head. As you see the head of the adventurers that was there, this very smarmy looking uh, kind of bandy-legged, uh, kind of dwarven figure he's very slim for a dwarf uh, could be very mistaken for a gnome in the fact of how his build is, but he's got this very ginger thick hair that's pulled back into a ponytail uh, the beard is cropped and you can see this kind of like gold teeth glinted in the in the distance as the, the lantern hits against him and you can hear hushed voices as they start to chat in the background um, you would need to get closer to hear them uh, but you can start to hear it just under the wind that they're starting to have conversation.
1: Yeah, I guess I'm gonna have to try and get closer to listening.
0: Okay, so you start to very carefully. I'm gonna keep the role you were on earlier. Uh, so you keep to you start to move up closer and closer, and just as you get to the edge of uh, the the clearing where the trees are still standing, you manage to hear the conversation. As you hear Gregor and this dwarven. Uh, adventure start uh, are in mid conversation and you immediately recognize your own voice uh, your own name sorry as you hear listen the uh, the tailor is on to us there's been change in the plans i think this uh this lamprey or whatever his goddamn name is is uh, starting to raise some sort of suspicion like is you didn't have to kill her you could have just scared her away and the dwarf just kind of, <laughs> well, you know, we had to make money somehow, didn't we? Um, but at the same time, I don't believe I take orders from you, do I? Um, how is Heltier, by the way? Does he still have the limp? And there's a kind of like a, a bit of a back and forth between the two of them as they seem to be getting a bit more heated in their conversation. Um, what would Dorian do at this point?
1: I think at this point he would know that he is severely outnumbered and outmatched. Um, So maybe try and see if he can listen in for a bit longer. See if he can get any more information, and then try and just wait until they leave.
0: That's right. Before he goes back. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna go with because you've stopped and you're kind of like trying to keep on the edges of this one. Could we get another stealth check with advantage for me?
1: Yeah. Come on. Okay. Well, that's pretty good. Ooh. And that. Yeah. Uh, that'll be a a a. a 20 unnatural. 20
0: lovely. So, as you sit and you uh, start to get the rain landing on it, soaking into your cloak, and it's not a pleasant experience, but at the same time, you're uh, you manage to keep to the shadows and manage to get quite a bit of the conversation they're having. It seems that apparently, from what you get from this conversation, Lord Helsier has some. quarrel with the the new lord that has come in, this lord that has hired uh, yourself to make the dress for his wife um, and the uh, the idea was that he was meant to be attacked and killed rather than your uh, your fiance, Iris um, and unfortunately Iris got in the way as they argue over what's happened and they seem to be basically having a, 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 de- a debrief of what's happened um, also, to, uh, to, as you listen more, um, Gregor explains that he needs to get this information back to Halcyor and explain what's happened. Um, and it's only near the end of the conversation, as you can see, they're starting to wrap up and some coin exchanger's hands, um, that Gregor starts to lift the lantern off the ground and goes, I don't want to hear any more from you two do you understand the fact that one of you died is none of my concern I don't care go and finish this or I will send Halcior himself after you and the two of them just laugh and scoff and it's at this point as he turns and the light um, the light starts to turn back into the direction the way you are um, that he stops and looks, and you see him kind of his head crooked to one side as he seems to be taking in the information. Um, can you at this point make a perception check for me, please, Dorian?
1: Okay, that is. Uh, that's a 10.
0: 10. It's fairly obvious, it wasn't a high DC though, but you start to. Um, as you're listening to this and you're so focused on the conversation pulling in all the information and staying hidden it's only now that you start to look down the ground and you can see there's a thin layer of mist that has been creeping in from behind you into the clearing and it now looks like there's dry ice that is coming into the clearing itself and it's starting to get thicker and thicker from behind you and unfortunately due to this uh, your figure is outlined by the light grayness of the uh, of the uh, the the mist and you hear uh, you hear um, uh, Gregor shout show yourself I can see you what is who who goes there and he holds the lantern up what would you do Dorian run you run excellent Um, let's go with can you make a dexterity check for me just to see as it's quite slick on the ground at the moment Um,
1: terrible five
0: five you having a moment of panic and realizing what's going on you turn and your foot slips from underneath you and you land face first into the mud and you let out a, like a, a yelp of pain as, it, as you slam into the ground. You don't take any damage, but you slam into the ground with the wind's knocked from your lungs, and you just hear, oh, for fuck's sake, Taylor, this could have been easy. And we're going to take a break here. <laughs> 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 um, yes, we're going to take a quick break here, uh, about, shall we say, ten minutes or so, just so we can get drinks and such for, for yourself, Master yep. Bingle. Lovely. Um... We'll take a quick 10-minute break. We'll pop it onto intermission so you'll see the screen here. Come back in 10 minutes or so, so 35 past, uh, or twenty-five two, depending on how you want to read time. Um, we'll be picking back up with uh, what happens as Dorian is caught by the, uh, the the small party having a chat in the darkness. Um, but yes, thank you very much for watching this far, and we'll have a chat later. Come back. Bye for now.